0: Welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of The Morning Rush, which you can catch every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on ESPN Arkansas. You can also check out our website at hitthatline.com for all types of great interviews, articles, podcasts, videos, whatever it is dealing with the Arkansas Razorbacks. Be sure to check it out and hit that line. Dot com. Man, so many things to get into. I feel like it's been a long time since I've been able to do a podcast. And I apologize about that. But sometimes work and everything going on in the uh, the life of John Neighbors, if you will, uh, can sometimes be some burdens, and I apologize. And hopefully, uh, I'm back into the groove of things, especially with the regional and and all of that coming up, which is actually what we're going to get into today. We're going to talk about that, as well as uh, some news going on in, in Razorback basketball for Eric Musselman and his staff. So, really looking forward to breaking that down, and of course, finish off the uh, show here and uh, getting into some nonsense and some storylines that have been going on, especially dealing with the one with Art Briles, because this one's just this one's just terrible and so uh, i want to dive into that as well but we'll start with the razorback baseball team getting their regional host how great is it folks how great is it that we can come on to this podcast and at least have something positive to talk about for a change because a lot of times especially when i started doing this podcast originally it was really just football sucks Basketball is not good, but sometimes it was okay, but not really that good. And now we have baseball, which has been consistent from the very beginning. And now it comes down to this. Now it is no longer about expectations. It's no longer about, oh, well, if you do this and if you do that, and if you win this game and this series, then you can find a way getting into this place, and you can do this and that and the other. There's no more of any of that. Now it's do or die the field of 64 has been set you have a regional you have a super regional and you'll have the college world series and it all comes down to how you play now the past does not matter this is it it's everyone's got reset of records everyone's zero and zero and arkansas will have their chance to move on out of the regional this weekend in fayetteville in the Fayetteville region regional so just to give you some clarity on who Arkansas will be taking on and what you can expect out of some of these teams that Arkansas will be taking on first off the actual seeds in the Fayetteville regional comes as follows you have Arkansas of course being the one seed they will take on the four seed of Central Connecticut State and then the 2 seed is Cal from the Pac-12 and they will take on the 3 seed TCU. Now originally when I saw this draw for Arkansas, I, you know, it kind of if you played the name game you're like man, this might be tough. I mean, you got Cal who's a 2 seed coming out of the Pac-12 and they are the fourth best team in that in that conference and that's a really good conference. You also have TCU which has been known to be making it to the College World Series pretty consistently over the past 10 or 15 years have been a team to be forced to be reckoned with and central connecticut state's just central connecticut state but the more i dove into this and did some research on it and read up about it and read up about these teams it's actually a pretty good regional for arkansas here's let me tell you why first off arkansas will be facing central connecticut state which a four seed in the ncaa baseball tournament should never really be a factor ever under any circumstance most cases they're just happy to be there. And Central Connecticut State has only made the college baseball tournament a few times. They've played in 10 games in the NCAA baseball tournament and they are 0 and 10. Not exactly a stellar record. But hey, this every year's different, right? I mean, it's always different, right? Well, true. But they have also lost those games. Those ten games by an average of twenty-one to four. Let me repeat that. They have lost ten games in postseason play by an average final score of twenty-one to four. Arkansas shouldn't even be concerned. In fact, I wouldn't even be against throwing Connor Nolan that day if he can go. Just saying, go with their third guy in that first game. Maybe that throws things out of rotation. Maybe that messes things up. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to go crazy with it as far as just you know promoting it and saying it should happen, because I'm again not the most brightest of baseball minds. But when I saw that, I was like, okay, yeah, I think Arkansas will be in, in just fine shape. They'll do just fine. So I ain't going to worry about that one. Now, you never want to overlook them, but I'm not too worried about that one. But then you go on to Cal and TCU. Now, TCU actually entered in to the field of 64 with some controversy because most of the experts, and when I mean experts, I talk about uh, D1Baseball.com with Aaron Fitt and Kendall Rogers and those guys. Uh, talking to them, it, they're not supposed to be even in it. They didn't even have TCU in. In their first four out, or first five out. They didn't have them even close to being in the NCAA College Baseball Tournament. But they made it in. And they made it in, I guess, because they had a pretty decent showing in the Big 12 Tournament. They had beaten teams like Oklahoma and Oklahoma State. Okay. And that's why you get to go to the tournament? Okay, whatever. That works. But that's how they got in. So... If the three seed of TCU is a team that shouldn't be in there by most accounts, not saying any game is going to be easy, I'm not overlooking them, but you would certainly think that it would be as as good as a setup as you could have for Arkansas. And of course, Cal being the fourth best team in the conference over there in the Pac-12 where they're behind teams like UCLA, Stanford, and Oregon State, uh... You know that that's going to be a challenge, I think, in within itself. But I still think Arkansas is the better team in that regard, no doubt, because Arkansas arguably was the second or third best team in the conference all year long. And uh, Cal and the and the Pac-12, they're fine. It's a decent conference. I don't want to take anything away from them. They have some good teams over there. But I think the SEC is a whole new animal. So uh, I like Arkansas's draw. The thing that I do not like about this, folks, and this is something that you know people can disagree with me on, and that's fine. I do not like the fact that Arkansas has to play the winner of the Ole Miss Regional because I don't want to face any teams that Arkansas has already faced this year in super regional play. I, I don't want to do that. I want new teams, and I understand that last year you played South Carolina in the Super Regional as a team from your conference, and you still ended up winning, and it didn't end up being a big deal and all of that. Okay, I get it. But at the same time, folks, Ole Miss has had Arkansas's number this year. Arkansas has not performed well overall against Ole Miss, and the main reason being is because Ole Miss has a lot of talented left-handed pitchers, and we know that's kind of the kryptonite for Arkansas. So, I don't really care for that draw. And then, if Arkansas is able to win that one and make it to the College World Series, they will more than likely face the winner of either the Georgia Regional or the LSU Regional. Which, as you know, can be either Georgia or LSU. Now, LSU, you won in a three-game series and the best of three this year. That's great. But... Georgia in the one game you had, you played pretty well against them, I guess, but I I still don't like I still don't like that overall matchup. So basically to summarize, I like Arkansas's draw in the regional. I don't like it in the super regional. I don't like it in Omaha. So what can possibly happen, though, is maybe some upsets can happen along the way. Maybe Ole Miss doesn't make it out of the regional. Maybe Georgia doesn't make it out of the regional. Maybe LSU doesn't make it out of the regional. I don't know. But if I'm Arkansas, I don't want to face SEC teams. You want to face the non-SEC teams. You already face them. You want, to, you want the other teams to beat those SEC teams. Not, you're not saying you're scared of them or you should be scared of them. I'm all about the easiest path i don't care about competition or anything i want the easiest path and the easiest path to omaha is by avoiding sec teams as much as possible why because the sec teams are the best so i am all about avoiding them at all cost some of you aren't and that's fine but i sure am and I, I just, I got to go along with it. I got to make sure that's happened. So, either way, that's my thoughts and opinions and my reactions to Arkansas in their Fayetteville Regional. The Locked on Razorbacks podcast and today's show is brought to you in part by Hotels.com. Don't hate like your friend's trip. Book your own with Hotels.com and get rewarded basically everywhere. Hotels.com. Be there, do that, and get rewarded. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, moving on into the next segment of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I got to get to some Razorback basketball as there's been some weird reports (laughs) dealing with uh, this whole thing. And and I, I mean, let's just be honest. There's been a few weird stories with the Razorback basketball program going on in the past couple of days. I'll start with the big one of Jimmy Witt. You remember Jimmy Witt, right? Jimmy Witt started his career at the University of Arkansas as a freshman just a few years ago. The year that Arkansas and Mike Anderson went 500, they didn't have a very good year. It was the worst season under Mike Anderson. And Jimmy Witt was a true freshman on that team. Started the year as being a starter. And then after a while, he started coming off the bench. And then he decided it was best for him to transfer to SMU. He goes to SMU. He sits out a year, and then he plays two more years at SMU. Well, then it comes out that Jimmy Witt is a grad transfer, and he is looking to go elsewhere. He no longer wants to be at SMU. He feels like he can be more successful at a different school. Not too crazy. It's, it's pretty common. Actually, it's very common in today's college basketball world. Well, he made his decision... And he is returning to Arkansas. Yes, you heard me correctly. Jimmy Witt, the talented kid out of Columbia, Missouri, who started his career at Arkansas, left and now is coming back to play his final year of college basketball for the Razorbacks. I'm not kidding. Eric Musselman reached out to him, wanted him to join the team. They wanted to go guard heavy, and that's exactly what they're doing. So Witt is coming on back. Now, I don't know how this is going to go. As far as the other transfers have gone for Arkansas that they have coming in, like Isaiah Moss and Connor Vanover and Gene Telcia and all those guys, or Silla, however you say his name. Okay, you know, I, I see it, and I'd be curious to see what type of work that can be done. And, hey, even a guy like Moss was really good for Iowa. So there's nothing to be shaking your head out there. But Jimmy Witt? Okay, well, here's a stat line for you, folks. Now, this is where it gets weird. Jimmy Witt averaged 12 points per game last year for SMU. Not bad. He averaged 10 points a game nine before that. So anytime you can get a double-digit scorer on your team and averaging games, it's always a pretty good benefit. Okay, now here's where it gets weird. He averaged six rebounds and four assists per game. Also pretty good for a guard, especially the six rebounds. I mean, he's only 6'3". So, obviously, he's not scared of rebounding. But, he shot 14% from three-point land. 14%. And to make matters worse, he shot 56% from the free-throw line. 56%. Now, to put it in perspective... When Jimmy Witt was at Arkansas in his freshman year, he shot 37% from three-point land and 80% from the free-throw line. And then each year, he got worse at three-pointers in free throws. Now, all of his other stats got better. His assists got better. His rebounds got better. His scoring got better. Steals got better. All those things, even his uh, shooting percentage got better. He shot 48%. But 14% and 56%, Jimmy Witt could be a good player. I mean, he seemed like he had a lot of upside. Couldn't shoot very well. Obviously, that hasn't changed. However, here's where I'm going to step in and give the benefit of the doubt to Jimmy Witt. If, and it's a big if, Jimmy Witt can work on his free throw shooting and three-pointers, where that's all he works on. Like, as soon as he arrives on campus, Eric Musselman says, Jimmy, to the gym. You are shooting today, and you are shooting every day, and you're going to keep shooting and shooting and shooting and shooting until you can't shoot anymore, and then you're going to shoot some more after you can't shoot anymore. If he can work on his jumpers, work on his three-point percentage and his free throws, it seems like the rest of it that's going to come into play is going to be pretty good. So I am coming from the perspective of that. I will be interested to see how that goes. Not saying it'll be a great and epic, glorious success, but I am interested to see what muscleman can do with wit. But this does not happen very often, folks. I know in college basketball, it's probably happened more frequently, but for different reasons. But I know at Arkansas, people brought up Sunday out of Bayou, This is even a different situation from this, where a player played a full year's freshman year out of school transferred out because of playing time or whatever and just transferred back in a very weird situation for jimmy witt to be coming back into but yet here we are fascinating stuff man and it'll be interested to see exactly how arkansas does with jimmy witt at the helm but either way uh, it's i guess it's good to see him back welcome back jimmy so maybe you can do something different maybe you can be better but either way it's certainly putting the scholarship issue uh, at hand and i don't know really know how it's got, it, numbers work themselves out don't get me wrong but i think this is all but telling us that cleo garland his scholarship's going to be available because he's not going to play this could be a thing where johnny holmes we know that he's not going to have his scholarship next year does not going to be available could somebody else be leaving Maybe an Ethan Henderson, somebody like that. Maybe somebody didn't get a lot of playing time last year. Don't know. Time will tell. But you can tell that Eric Mussman wasted no time by getting on the recruiting trail and going after transfers. I love it. Go get transfers that's what works it obviously has worked very well for many different teams across the country it worked well for eric musselman in nevada and if you can guarantee that jimmy witt can come in for at least a year and be better than what a true freshman could be you win you upgrade it's the it comes to this folks is jimmy witt an upgrade from somebody you would have had coming off the bench before is jimmy witt an upgrade i have a hard time saying no But I also don't have a convincing yes. Time will tell, but I like what Muscleman's trying to do in making this happen for Arkansas Razorback fans and making it happen for this upcoming season. That's for sure. So just just remember that, and we'll monitor this situation as time goes on. Hey, I wanted to tell everybody about the new Himalaya app. It's free, it's super easy to use, and it has every single podcast you love and are searching for. Personally, curated playlists made just for you by their expert podcast tastemakers theme collections to to shows to help you with podcast discovery you can find everything from comedy to mystery from thrillers to sports well, let's just be honest you want to listen to sports because you listen to this you can follow their favorite shows and their creators you can like and comment and in, on individual episodes it's so great and again it's free to download find and download himalaya on the app store or google play store and don't forget to once you get on there and you download that app to follow the Locked On Razorbacks podcast once you're there. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, final segment here on the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. This one is uh, is one that irritates me and irritates a lot of people. You can call it low-hanging fruit for a topic, but I don't care because it's interesting to me, and we're going to talk about it because I feel like it's extremely worthy of our attention, and that is the topic of Art Bryles. Art Bryles is coaching again. Art Bryles got a head coaching gig in the state of Texas as a high school football coach at Mount Vernon High School. Um, I saw this, and when I saw this story originally, I, I just don't, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't want to be one of these grandstanding people that come out here and try to obliterate any sports story that people that every like have the mob mentality where everyone's against it, so it's so obvious. But th- these are things that really I feel very strongly about because listen, what Art Bryles did at Baylor, and even some of the things that he alleged to have d- done are, are disgusting. It's terrible, and it's it's just something that somebody like Art Briles should not be in that position again and especially being in charge of young minds and and young men and trying to shape them into adulthood and the fact of the matter is that he is already a high school football coach where he is going to be uh mentoring and taking on a responsibility of high school kids is just terrible um i've said this many times and i have i am someone of forgiveness listen i am i think that we all deserve second chances in our lives I think this country is about second chances. We all mess up. We all screw up on the daily basis. And I know that nobody ever wants to admit it these days, but we all mess up. I mean, I mess up. Every single day of my life, I mess up. Some more egregious times than others, and we all do. But the fact of the matter is that when when we do mess up, we have to take responsibility, and we have to own it, and we have to make it right in every way that we can. That's the point of a mistake, is that you learn from it. But with Art Bryles and what he did at Baylor, there hasn't been any apologies. There hasn't been any responsibility held to himself. He hasn't claimed any responsibility. He hasn't done anything other than just sit back and stay quiet, pretty much. And almost, in a way, get upset when people bring up his Or his alleged incidents and all that. It's disgusting. And if Art Bryles would have apologized and owned it and tried to make it right the best that he could, I still wouldn't be all about him having this job, but I at least would be like, okay, well, let's give him a chance. Maybe he's learned. But since he's not shown any remorse on any of these things, it's hard for me to take him seriously and it's hard for me to really get behind him or give him a second chance in that regard so um i hope that mount vernon high school football has karma coming towards them for making this hire i hope that they understand the error of their ways and they make a change immediately and they understand that this is not the guy they want leading their high school football players that's what i hope i doubt it but i hope for it but either way It should be interesting to see how they handle the bad publicity that they're getting right now, and it's all very well-deserved. But anyway, I had to tell that about Art Bros and the disgusting man that he is. What a way to end the podcast. Appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at RushJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We will see you then.